Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to the Daily Hi-Fi Podcast. What is going on? My name is Chana. With me as always, we have Mike, Joe, and Aaron. And today's special guest, we've got Tan. Did I say hey. You got it, Chana. Woo! See you, man. <laughs> took a risk. He took a risk. You know, Chana, risk Chana wrote it out phonetically backstage, man. He was like, I'm like, right, it's Tan. It's right. kind of like Flan. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> trying to rhyme Flan. <laughs> I'm trying to rhyme it. That's that's how my brain works. Yeah. Makes it happen. Uh, uh, answer for once, Chana. Leap of faith worked. <laughs> oh, sweet, sweet. And welcome to our Monday Oro 3D party, as Fred likes to call it. How come Tan is better? He's He's got a clearer video than I do. Tan, Tan's got killer lighting. He's got the mic, yeah. everything, man. Yep. Uh, Why is the new guy is prepared? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> he's definitely he is, prepared. He's ready. That's awesome. Oh, man. So you say you do live streaming? Yeah, I did um, a bunch of like game live streams with like my mm -hmm. friends over the course of the pandemic, and cool. it's led to a bunch of interesting other like presentation broadcasts for like my work. Dude, that's awesome, man! Open up some doors. It's funny how the pandemic has really just changed the way even people think about business, and um, just allowed us to really explore maybe areas that we never would have done otherwise. So whether it's in business or personal, so that's pretty exciting, man. Whether it's the Hi-Fi Summit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I you know I get onto some client calls with some you know people want me to DJ their wedding yeah. and they're like, man, your video looks great. <laughs> you know, it's all like, over Zoom. Is. Yeah, because they like, don't know you do this, right? Yeah. Oh, oh no, no, not at all, not at all. So it's yeah. kind of funny, kind of funny. I had a meeting with the Sonic Presence guys, <laughs> and you know it was just a normal Zoom meeting, but I had it all set up, and they're like, how come your video looks all good? Yeah. Like, you know, the do, owner was kind of looking at the other guys like, what's up with our video? <laughs> I need to get on this level. It was have streaming video envy, right? I yeah. think everybody needs to get get their streaming game up. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's been a year. If after a year they haven't picked up like some lights and a decent mic and, and all at least, this. At least just uh, a light so they can like be seen please. better. Like just exactly. that. Like that is like got to be the bare minimum of entry now, right? Lighting yeah. by far has like been one of the biggest upgrades that I focused on pretty early yeah. into um, like just doing online broadcasts. It, it used to be before I had like just my uh, top down lights in my room here, and then one of the things I moved on to was uh, RGB lighting, along with having um, I guess those like ring lights. But I don't really mm -hmm. like ring lights or any real lights like right in front of me. So what I've done instead of I polarize them or polar opposite, okay. um, set them up so that I get a nice contrast. So you have two ring lights. Is that what you're using? Yep. Also okay. use it for model making. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. A homeboy says, I'm a high school teacher. I'm zoomed out. And yeah. so if you don't have a good mic, though, because my um, my daughter's doing like daughter, on, yeah. you know, online school. Yeah. And I just told him, like, Man, get, get your mic game up because it's easier to understand. You know what I mean? Oh, you mean for the teachers? The teachers need to have better mics. Yeah. Yeah. There's a what lot of good it? options like nowadays, um, even in the budget range. That, yeah. that surprised me a lot. Yeah. I think uh, Shure came out with one recently. It was like yeah, a $50 USB mic or something like that. Uh, the MM7 was like a USB and also um, standard uh, XL, XL balance. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. an MM7, MV7. I don't know. Something with the same. Anyway, it's a good deal. <laughs> Get one. Uh, you got a dope hanging setup. Out today, That's by the way. what saying, man. Thank you. I like it. Mm -hmm. Our kid is that friend who streams. Yeah, I got Gracie all set up all crazy with the like a legit mic. 
Yeah. And what did, what did you say the hardest thing is? It's you got to re remind her to like mute herself and then unmute herself. Like, oh, while, yeah. While she's doing the class. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There we go. Team, we got, we got, oh, oh yeah, we got, a oh, yeah. we got another pro. He, that's probably the mic right there. What, what mic is that, Don? That's the Shore. Which one? MV7? Sure MV7. Are you sure? There it is. There it is. Don has the answer. The MV7. What's going on, guys? Good to see you, man. We're just hanging out. We're just hanging out. Um, and and we try a little different flavor tonight. Try yeah, some new yeah stuff. I like that. Thanks for the invite. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Um, you know, I was thinking because I was watching that unbox therapy that we were talking about earlier, and he was just saying how, you know, sometimes it's nice to just not be a, a YouTube guy. So yeah. I don't know. I know Don, you're starting to do your YouTube stuff. Yeah, well, once you start getting like into it, and all you're doing all day is yeah, either testing something, or recording yourself testing something, or making a video, or editing, and it's like that's your whole life. Yeah. And so, at times it can get not lonely. I wouldn't say lonely because I got my kids and my wife here, so I don't feel I lonely. Do you huh? need a hug, Joe? Do you need he a hug? He wants a hug. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. It's not like um, you know, certain jobs you go to work. You work with your team, yeah, right? You're around. Them so this person. is the only kind of team thing that we do, and it's kind of yeah. Know, sometimes it's just it's yeah. nice to I don't know, connect, unwind, right. and connect. connect. Connect is the way to to put it. Yeah, just hang out and talk about nothing if we want to talk about nothing or whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, YouTube's definitely not my job. I've I haven't put out a video in probably two or three months now, but you know I, I enjoy doing it when I do it. Yeah. So um, I'm working on the theater build videos now. So, Or you it's just like cool, buying the stuff. Um, it's like a cool creative outlet, I think. You know, whether like Ton, like what kind of games do you um, stream? So a lot of shooters with my friends along with uh, survival games. We particularly okay. like the survival ones because it gives a more organic and very yeah. emergent type of experience. Oh. You know, a lot of times we can't even prep for it. Right. Um, but even like on my own, I've streamed anything from like RPGs to uh -huh. also like strategy, just a mix of stuff. Okay. So you go for a long time, like two, three hours kind of thing so or half day that, or, or like, or like short, six, eight hours. Short games. <laughs> That's the interesting thing. Um, I definitely have friends who can do like mm -hmm. those, like what I would consider marathon, marathon yeah, yeah. like 12 hours, something. Yeah. I can't do it. The longest stream I think I've ever had was my friends and I recently finished, um, Halo 3 ODST on Legendary, and okay. we did that in one setting. But wow. normally, at least for me, and that yeah. was like a five-hour five, five hour stream. Normally for me, I'm pretty burnt out by two. Actually, okay. even you can watch the five-hour stream, and that's I'm still like, a long time, man. <laughs> yeah, two hours on the mic. You know, people don't realize that because, like, you're not only you're playing the game, but you're trying to kind of connect with your audience. You're checking out the chat. Yep. Oh, my gosh, there's, man. There's a lot of stuff going on when you're streaming. Yeah. A lot of and stuff. I don't, I, don't, I don't think I could do that because that's a lot of multitasking. It helps with the uh, people, especially, like, friends or other, like, colleagues. By yourself. Yeah. yeah. Especially someone like my personality, I, I don't find I can go that long. That's why usually two hours okay. I'm done. Yeah. But um, it's a certain type of experience that, the more you do it, probably no different than YouTube, I imagine, because I don't actually do anything YouTube, at least at the moment. Yeah. Um, I often find that, you know, when you first start, you're kind of nervous, you're not sure what to share, then you start yeah. to get a feel yeah. and build your personality around there. And yeah. yeah, maybe it's not entirely like how you are in a day-to-day -day life, but mm -hmm. it's still 
what I love about at least this type of activity and this type of hobby is it gets you out there, gets yeah. you more comfortable, and you forge relationships that I find aren't that much different yeah. in real life. Yeah, it's just you're all virtual. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I've never, well, I was about to say I never met Chana, but I did meet Chana, and I yeah. met Joe. And Joe, we I, hung I out. Had, Somebody actually, um, somebody, <laughs> I whooped you guys in arm wrestling. Yeah. That's oh, right. Man, why do you got to keep right. bringing Joe up? cheated and he won this arm wrestling match. <laughs> I've right? been, I've in been the lobby of this him, hotel. <laughs> but, um, somebody, um, on Instagram, I forget, um, who it is, DM me and was like, Hey, I got an idea. You guys should like all go to each other's home theater and the other person describe what it's like hmm. and what it sounds like to see, like, you know, the differences. Yeah in right. like what a room makes i'm like yeah that's that's easy me and joe are in california all right is that is that a good nice idea in florida is a that long, a good idea long, long trip i, mean, I don't know i don't know would, yeah, who, who would be home, honest man. who would be honest here uh i mean i would sounds like michael your stuff sucks <laughs> <laughs> like there's no base in this room at all like what right. like i don't know man i, I get ajtrs why don't like, you have base yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> man what is going on here i'm gonna spit up that water wow. <laughs> Um, I'd be honest. Of course, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> I want. Yeah. I want to review Aaron's. Yes, we it's should like all man. just go to Aaron's I, house. I, I haven't reviewed a pro, a pro logic system in a long, long time. I Come know. on, pro logic too. Oh, I, I know. It's, it's like since like BC days. <laughs> okay, so let, let's get the record straight. What are you actually running? Like, what is yes. what formats does it support? Uh huh. It does really. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is it is it at least DTS or DTS Master? Yeah, the DTS Master HD. Oh, oh yeah. I just so don't have that next step that's of that. That's oh, okay. great format. So you got Dolby True HD as well. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you're yeah. still okay. getting high res audio, so that's totally good. You just don't yeah. Have I mean, Atmos. well, the the problem is that VHS uh, players don't have that kind of features built into them. So true. <laughs> but I've got like all my home videos, you know, from Christmas and stuff. It's pretty neat to watch. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. Favorite you know what? That actually, um, that actually. Oh my! There's a fight. We'll see you later. <laughs> Who, whose whose house was that at? I wasn't mine. Got my dogs oh. going crazy. Ah. Just oh. <laughs> That's funny. Um, that actually brings up a good topic that I was actually going to talk about. I'm trying to make a banner for it. Um, be careful of the misinformation in Facebook groups. Okay, did I totally misspell that? Here we go. Okay, so I was uh, in, in a group, uh, Facebook group. I don't know. I think it was the Dolby Vision, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it was Emotiva. Emo, so Emo somebody, Q. <laughs> somebody <laughs> sent me this like, hey, check this out. Uh, and I, I looked and it was about those new Revon players, right? Those 4K players that they sent over. And um, one guy was responding. He's like, oh, this is crap. No HDR10 plus and no HLG support. And that got me thinking. I'm like, why on earth are you asking? Oh, and no HDMI 2.1. Okay. So let's all just clear the slate here. If it's a 4K Blu-ray player, it does not need HDMI 2.1 at all. So I don't know why why people are even asking for that. Secondly, HDR10 Plus, yes, it doesn't have that. So yeah, slight little ding. But uh, do you guys know about HLG, Hybrid Log Gamma, HDR? Nope. That's more video side. So... So, none of these discs, none of these discs have HLG, right? Okay. What has HLG? HLG is for broadcast. So why on earth is this guy mm. saying, "Oh, this 4K Blu-ray player doesn't support Funny. HLG HDR"? Oh, it's crap. 
No, dude, you just don't know right? what the fuck you're talking about. And so I want to clear the air to let you guys know, let everybody know, HLG is for broadcast. And then sometimes, depending on how your YouTube app integrates with whatever platform it's on, whether it's um, uh, the, what is it, the Apple TV 4K or Roku Ultra, or in some of these uh, Blu-ray players, you know, like the Sony and the LG, it'll go, it'll play HLG HDR from that YouTube app. So maybe that's what he was thinking, but this is the 4K Blu-ray player that doesn't have any apps, so they're in wouldn't need to support HLG. So just so everybody knows, no, I saw no. again, I came across this and I was just like, oh my gosh, if one person's talking about this, there's got to be thousands of people that think this way. Yeah. And so we yeah. need to like be here. It's up to us to be here to like dispel those kinds of uh, silly rumors. So that was my topic for today. That's just HLG, HLG is just for the villa man. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> he shoots he shoots in 4K HDR. And I, I think I used a clip. I asked him, I'm like, hey, man, can I use a screenshot of your video? Because it says HLG HDR on the uh, on the uh, on the old OLED there. Actually, so, this um, brings up an interesting point or an interesting topic that I'm kind of curious, China. So HLG is used for broadcast, but um, are there also like different broadcasting standard for obviously what goes through like your cable versus like what goes through on like mm -hmm. streaming because that's actually like one of the things that always bothers me about 4k blu-ray disc versus like 4k like streaming is the right. bit rates are totally different so right. like the quality that you get behind mm -hmm. it also are different standards and i often don't feel when it comes to like the marketing of the services even if you're like in the pro range it doesn't always seem to be as clear cut as it mm -hmm. should be you know um a lot of the hlg broadcasts i've seen are in 1080 they're 1080 hlg 1080 hdr because like, especially for certain like live events, the amount of cameras they have is nuts. Mm -hmm. And for all those to be 4K cameras, like yeah. the the sheer Man, bandwidth. That would be crazy. Yeah, yeah. With like, just imagine one sporting event, <laughs> how but many they, cameras they, they use, you know? But let's face it. doesn't it, they they actually got the say money, HLG though. though, does it? Does it say HLG or something else? Um, there's there's a, a, either VP9 or HLG is what the YouTube app comes in on, on my... Um, on that's the OLED. It says on it. That's what it says. Like that's what it's seeing. It's so, not like HDR10 or anything like that. No. That's something different. That's different. That's different. Ugh. Um, and it's specific. The oh, my OLED sells me every single one. HDR10, Dolby Vision, HLG, mm -hmm. and then HLG VP9. Um, and I've seen the and what was the other one? They were just talking about. I just forgot everything. So uh, let me ask you <laughs> something, Chana. If you wanted yeah. to do HDR10, uh -huh. if you wanted to broadcast something, you me how could you do that could you would you use like hlg and then convert that somehow like how does that become hdr10 like like to broadcast something live or broadcast something recorded well i think because i think well, that's not, the, not, i think forget that's broadcast i think your your camera is capable of hdr yes right? and it, it so would how be... do you make yours hdr10 let's say i don't know because there's two different things i could it's in the um in final cut pro i can set it as either hdr 10 or hlg so i i guess it would i guess the answer is it depends i okay. i could probably do both but i don't know and then i wouldn't know really how to distribute that to where you could see it um i got i gotta talk to cleveland Mm. So, Tana, when you when you record in 4K, is that in 4096 or the 3840? Uh, I think mine's uh, not not the DCI. I, I so so the 
what Don's talking about is the resolution, pixel resolution. And there's actually two, right? The um, 4096 by, um, was it 2160? 2160, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's DCI um, digital cinema 4K. And then there's 4K, which um, for the consumer market is 4K UHD. Mm -hmm. It's the 3840 by 2160. So there's a little bit of a difference. Joe's camera shot. At, I remember the one video you did in 40. What was it? 4086 or whatever in DCI. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That looks so cool. Cause it was all like, you know, like it was just, it was just like, whoop. it was like here. And then you got a little extra on the side there. So, you know, it all depends. You can shoot in that. Um, YouTube will, if you upload that to, to YouTube, it'll do the right dimensions. You know, it'll have black bars, but if you're on your phone and you turn it sideways, there's Perfect like, especially an iPhone. Yeah, there's nothing. There's no black bars. Right. So that's, um, I mean, I export, I shoot in the normal 4K UHD, right? 3840 by 2160, but my projects are a two to one aspect ratio. So it gets down to 3840 by 1920 is what all my videos are at. And the so, reason I'm, we're, we're, I'm bringing this up kind of is because it's almost like the equipment that we use is getting so close to the equipment that, I don't know, professionals are using. It's almost like the same technology, right? So to an what extent, can yeah. our cameras not do? You know what I'm saying? It's almost like the same thing. So mm -hmm. it's interesting being on both sides where you're producing the content and we're also talking about reproduction, right? Because right. hi-fi to me, hi-fi... Uh, refers to high fidelity reproduction. Reproduction, like yeah. Reproducing something in in an accurate way. And that could be audio or video. Yeah, 100%. It's kind 100%. of like the prosumer, kind of like uh, in between. Yeah. Like if you wanted to spend more because you wanted to get like a higher level production, you can go to pro. But at the mm -hmm. same time, the consumer stuff, at least on the prosumer, has gotten so good and relatively yeah. affordable do you even bother to go up? I mean, for example, my camera right now is a A6600. You know, it's not the A7, but it's the same lineage. And mm -hmm. I've got no complaints about it. In fact, <laughs> I think just from evidence of uh, uh, hopping in here uh, for today, yeah. it's good. Yeah. Is that what you're using too, Aaron? <laughs> Mine's a 6300, I think. Yeah. It's the same mm -hmm. sensor. I believe that's yeah. all the same. In yeah, that I mean, that, I think they basically scale up, so... And I'm not paying an extra thousand dollars to have the latest and greatest. I actually bought mine on eBay for three hundred bucks. So, dang. And what camera is that? That's a youth man deal. Mine's a A6300, but the lens is really the payoff. It's at. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As long as you got a a good, I mean, I'm not saying get a crappy camera, but as Decent long as you got a good camera, yeah, yeah. then a, then a lens will help. Great too. quality and lens. Yep. Right. I have to I have to uh, give a shout out to Optimus. Thank you for the super chat. Yep. I think he was asking, uh, what is your favorite guns in your video games? Uh, if you didn't Optimus know, very if you follow into... Optimus on Instagram, <laughs> you have no idea. This guy has loves guns. his guns. Like, <laughs> in every color, too. Guns. Every color way you could think of. So, Tan, you're, you're kind of the veteran gamer. What's your favorite gun? <laughs> favorite gun. Also, that also sounds like it's very dependent on what game world yeah in many ways like i've played stuff from star wars i play halo oh man um i'm not really much into cod because my cod years were literally when i was a high school and i kind of dropped off the train there mm -hmm. um let's just go with like something like um counter-strike like i often prefer using like the sniper weapons or dmr type things so i like things at a medium range but i actually find myself as a 
pretty good with pistols. And even in real life, one of my favorite pistols is still just the M1911. <laughs> I just like the design of it. Nice. Uh oh, you opened up the whole new door for Optimus. Anxiety. Message him directly. Yeah. <laughs> uh oh. So I'm kind of curious, keeping it on the audio stuff. What what's your system like? Uh, my system. So right now I use uh, for my front um, LCR uh, JBL Studio Five. So so two five uh, eighties and the five twenty C. Honestly, I kind of wish like the center was bigger because <laughs> it kind of feels like the miniature one of the bunch. Used to actually run five thirties, but um, they went over to my wife's uh, studio room and she used them as a near field setup. Nice. Um, full system is a five point two point two setup. So we've got two um sb 3000s and then we've got uh two elevation primes though i'm hoping to get um the last pair hopefully mm -hmm. with the labor day uh yeah. weekend sale and then um oh for the surrounds uh the elac debut b 6.2s when they came uh -huh. out and but, the avr uh, uh yamaha rx a2080 oh. but i'm running it through like the monolith um five <laughs> so all, okay. all my five mains are Amplified I, think I, I think I reviewed that 8020. I don't know anything was, about Yamaha. So when you just said yeah. Yamaha, so I'm like, I don't know what that I don't know. I don't know. Yamaha. All my corrections are done through OEW and approximate as best as possible to Wipow. Now, that being said, before I don't know how you all feel about Wipow, I think I have mm -hmm. a rough idea based off of previous videos. Right. But, um, I don't find it terribly accurate, yeah. but I was a little bit surprised when mm -hmm. I did actually end up finishing out my manual calibration. While the frequency um, ranges were different, and obviously with Yamaha, you can't be precise because they give you like presets. Mm -hmm. um, the curves, surprisingly, were actually pretty similar <laughs> when I actually mm -hmm. looked at it at the end of the day. So, um, you know, compared to like, say, run all your W and try manually do it yourself, um, mm -hmm. you absolutely could. But I found that just going off of Wipeow and then adjusting from there gave me um right pretty much the same results so it, it'll do its job but I just, better. Uh, <laughs> I just got the new uh yamaha rx 8 a 8 a oh god when are they when are they going to stop with this nonsense first it was the sony a 8 h now it's the yamaha a 8 a like uh, hey, hey, hey. john is hey, not hey, much hey, better hey. on the uh the pc hey. hardware side either yeah yeah oh <laughs> i bet i bet and um you know, people were dissing on the on the wipeout and all this stuff, and I, I, admittedly, I don't like it either. Um, but a lot of people had messaged me and had commented that they run wipeout, turn it off, and they mainly uh, run it just to get the measurements, the right? The distances, and then they'll go in and manually, uh, you know, um, level match it. So, um, I guess that's probably a good way to go. Yeah, that's well, what I did as well. I kept it for the distances. So it's PEQ for each channel, though, right? That's uh, what Yamaha yeah. gives you. They give you seven bands of uh, PEQ. All right. So on the on a Denon, is it even PEQ or just graphic? I don't know. I have no idea. I, I think it's had just a, a graphic EQ. I don't even go. I don't even go in there. <laughs> you even know? You don't even know what I'm talking about right now. No, I don't. You show me a picture the... of your yeah. of the set or in your video. Right. You show like you know the settings. And so you can do, you know, you're like, oh, look at that. You're like messing with the EQ. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's uh, the gain, the Q, and the frequency. And the frequency, yeah. And they have it like, it's like a stepped frequency. So, you know, it's better than nothing. Honestly. Well, actually, the, the good thing about that is you could take a measurement with REW and a U-Mic 1 
and then figure out what corrections you need to make. You know, this is probably way more than most people want to do. But if you wanted to get it pretty good, I, I don't see why that would be bad. That's kind of a good, that's like an mm-hmm. advanced option. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, um, and if you know where, like, like I jokingly was just like, oh, let me just boost it in between 2,000 and 6,000 killer yeah hurts yeah. because that's the most that's the prey that's the part where everybody hates it yeah. so um yeah as but long you as you don't the, do that the, the width the width too though the width so of the queue yeah you can you can really um i mean that's like you know that's one of the tricks in like you know mixing music is when um you know you find finding the center of the sound i make the mm-hmm. cue like really small and then i just sweep it across like wherever it was going and be like oh right here this is the center of the sound and i just kind of make sure that when that sound is playing other stuff is notched out in that area so everything kind of like you know puzzle pieces together so then that's and that's how you know like modern music production is so i wonder if all the um, yamahas are like that because if if they all give you peq then that's good from an advanced standpoint you know that kind of does what a mini dsp yeah would probably do but bad if Wipeout doesn't do good auto calibration. So, so, you know, uh, thinking about it over the past couple of days and like reading the people's comments because I released my video this morning and, you know, this one guy's like, I can't believe you. I I can't watch any more of your videos if you have a Yamaha (laughs) receiver on your channel. I was like, whoa, dude, chill out. (laughs) Because there are are a lot of Yamaha fans. And, um, I mean, reliability was one of the. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. The reliability of a Yamaha is like second to none. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, right. the thing is heavy, it's heavy shit, um, which is good. But um, yeah, if if I, I guess I guess if you are the type of person that just wants to kind of Ron Popeil it, right? Like set it and forget it. And, you know, maybe you should go with Denon or Marantz, you know, or, you know, but if you do want to tinker and you have like, you know, knowledge on, you know, frequencies and what sounds go where and this that and the other and you want to tweak it with this peq in the yamaha yeah i totally get that um well i think you can yeah. do that stuff with the denon and Marantz with the app also it makes it a little bit more controllable when you use the app correct yeah you can somewhat um, yeah i mean it's kind of to me it's kind of weird you can actually drag the curve kind of up and down but to me it's it's a little wonky you know, well, it's hard to, to get it app. right on. You know what I mean? If you guys have ever tried to mm-hmm. mess with the app and try to get it right on the frequency you want yeah. and right at the decibel you want, like you can't just type in, I want right. plus mm-hmm. three decibels. You have to go right. and do this thing and like try to take yeah, you your kind finger of drag off your like, finger. Yeah. at the right it's time. It's a little weird. Yeah, it's not very um, precise. Yeah, um, they, they did add um, Wipehow base management to this new lineup. Mm-hmm. I think it's on the A4A, the A6A, and the A8A. Um, I don't know oh, how to engage dude. it, but I was say, how many bands do they give you, Shana? That's what uh, I'm kind of curious on. But granted, I'm not really looking um that much for um another Yamaha receiver. I'm looking to go into pre-pro, which is why I'm going to different now. But what are, you, what are you looking at? Um, to be honest, right now, um, uh, I wouldn't say like anything strongly because I was kind of curious to see what was going to come out of like Cedia, but for yeah. the longest. Well, when I say the longest time, probably like the past like four months, I was originally thinking about going with the AVM seventy from um yeah Anthem Anthem yeah from Anthem, but then you guys started me on the Oro train, and I'm like crud. So I've been like flipping between that and the HTP uh, HTP one HTP one, one yeah yeah or but, or the Oro tractor 
<laughs> or on the trade. I want to so, altitude thirty two so that I can set up both. What is the what is the uh, base management do? Yeah, Shauna. I don't know, man. I, I haven't even I turned it on mainly for the video. I haven't even like connected it up. I haven't, I haven't done run YPAL. I haven't done shit. So oh, okay, it's just I an introductory Don, video. But I'm um, gonna switch out his uh, Lingdor for the Lingdor for the altitude. Oh, for the not Yamaha. For the Yamaha. <laughs> no, not for the Yamaha. For the thirty two, possibly. So Don, yeah. does it? Is it difficult having equipment? Because you don't have it set up, right? Correct. Yeah. And you, you brought it over my home like it's been a year or so. Ago. Yeah. I was about to say, holy cow, that's gotta be hard, man. Well, you know, yeah. the, the thing that I've been telling a lot of people now is that set your system up, use it, even if it's not perfect. Yeah. So that sure. that's that's that was my biggest thing, my biggest hang up. You know, I wanted I want everything to be perfect. I'm just yeah. a especially building i'm doing the build myself um right. the only thing i'm really contracting out would be drywall finisher carpet mm -hmm. and um and electrical yeah. so um i i'm gonna hang the drywall i'm gonna pull the wires i'm gonna do everything else myself so um and i i kind of have ocd when it comes to building stuff and, and got the lasers like yep got the yeah. you saw the, la you <laughs> saw the yeah. laser so yeah so um you know it, it is difficult but the thing is is that I had a living room set up that was a seven. I set up three subwoofers. So I had a seven, three, four. So I was using most of the equipment. The only thing that I did not use is the Lindorf. I have mm -hmm. a Denon 6300. Yeah, so I was still enjoying speakers. Oh, and, and so you have else. another system to play around yeah. with. Yeah. It's, it's just not your When you can system. afford a Lindorf, you've got a second <laughs> setup. Let's be real. You know? Yeah. Correct. <laughs> correct. Well, that, as you that, go big, you go bigger. <laughs> yeah, I had that sixty-three hundred. That was the first like, um, that was the newest piece of gear I got when I started my channel. Was the sixty-three hundred? Before that, I had the thirty-eight oh eight CI, which was like twenty, no, 15 years old. Yeah, I enjoy it. I mean, it's it's mm -hmm. nice. You know, I got it on a good deal from. Um, sorry, my kid was trying to come in the room. Um, I got it on a good deal uh, through uh, Crutch Crutchfield. It was like a closeout sale, <laughs> so, so it was like Crutch who? <laughs> <laughs> so, but I got it. I got. I mean, I think I only paid a thousand bucks for it, so oh. it wasn't. Yeah, it's a good price. Know, yeah. It wasn't a bad price at all. Um, well, I thought he was talking about the Lingdorf. I'm like, wait, when did the Lingdorf? And when the heck did you get a thousand dollar? I wish I got that man. for a thousand. That's funny. But yeah, I've no, only so, met one other guy that's like you, Don. Um, my my friend who had like this prelude back in the day, like back in high school, and he got all this like like imported like spoon whatever parts for his prelude, like uh, all the did all kinds of research, and I, and in his room he just had all these parts <laughs> stacked up. You know, if it were me, I'd have been like, all right, I just got this part in. I'm installing it today. Well, the only you reason know, no, I didn't set up to, the Lindorf is because once. of my screaming kid in the background. I didn't want him to ruin it. <laughs> so the Denon, I so, didn't care, you know. <laughs> you got patience, man. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I just can't do it. The moment I get something, I'm, I am I want to test it. I want to plug it in. I want to, you know. And that's good I'm for you guys. Way. Imagine if I imagine if I made videos and I, I was just like, Don, like, hold on. I got to wait until I get <laughs> all wait. the rest of the stuff, and then I'll review it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I'm the same way. Whenever I get like 
any other type of electronic equipment or whatever. I got to bust it open. Um, as soon as I get my movies, you know, I got to put it in to see what it looks like and everything else. But just with the theater, I, uh, you know, I, I wanted, I kept telling myself I wanted to be perfect. Um, I want to, I want to run wide speakers. So mm-hmm. in order to run the wide speakers, my room was only 12 foot wide. So, um, in order to do wide speakers, I would need to have a wider room, which included knocking down a wall for a garage, um, doing, doing the combining, combining two rooms to be able to properly p- place the speakers in, in the so-called Dolby specs, you know? So that, that's why, um, Dolby I'm, specs. Yeah. Like didn't, Dolby Atmos. Didn't you just, did you watch our like past <laughs> 900 videos. I, I have watched the Euro, and that's why I said I want a trend off now. So that it's, I can, uh, yes, please, the link doesn't do uh, Oro. Yeah, I'll no, sign off on that. Oro. Oh, does, does it? Yeah, I would imagine. Got yeah, So why do you? So why do you want the trend off then? Because uh, I can set up uh, with the trend off. I should be able to set up one group of speakers just for Oro and one group of speakers oh. for. So that way, I'm not moving them back and forth. Mm-hmm. Oh, gotcha. So I mean, could like you toggle preset option? Yeah, couldn't account? you do this? Do the same with yeah? This doesn't have presets on the um, lingo. I, I'm I'm talking about running, you know, placing additional speakers on the wall. So I'll have my in ceiling speakers, and then I'll have and, my height and speakers. those other ones. Huh? Correct. That'd be cool. Hmm. But that'll be much further down the road. Yeah. I have bigger fish to fry right now. Gives you some expansion (laughs) opportunities. It's it's always upgrade. Are you done with the upgrade? Nope. I'm always upgrading. I I, I want another projector. So, you know, I want the, uh, I'm looking at the new lasers that are coming out. The JV lasers. Yeah. Yeah. Look at Chana. He's like, yeah, just hit me up. Hit me up. He he already knows. He already knows. I've already gotten what six speakers and and a lens from Chana. Oh, man. That lens is something else dude, that's that, that was expensive bro <laughs> like what yeah <laughs> that's just for what it's something like this big right <laughs> yeah it's 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 a panamorph lens yeah, yeah. Oh, dang. it's gonna be sweet man i'll have to make a drive down there and we'll do a, a tour definitely it, definitely It'll be fun i'll get the professional to come down and do my tour for me nah. yeah there it is <laughs> who's that there it is It'll be fun who's that <laughs> <laughs> from crutchfield <laughs> Oh, oops. Hey, Aaron, what, what you been up to, man? You've been kind of emailing people at Crutchfield. Quiet. You've been kind of battling Crutchfield for a return. That, that shouldn't right take now. you very long because they're I'm, not going to respond. It's I'm all trolling good. Crutchfield hard. What have I been up to? Nothing, man. I've just been talking yeah. to people in the chat while you guys talk. Your no, Atmos and your Trinovs and <laughs> I know you're been, you've been testing all kinds of like you know doing some yeah, different right? speakers and playing with speakers. Staying busy, man. Trying to, trying to. Yeah. So, uh, have, what's your most recent video? Oh, uh, I dropped one of the Danley Sound Labs SH50 today, but that mm. review's been done forever. I actually was doing pretty good. I got like two reviews done on the same day, nice. so I had time. But now I dropped that second one today, so you guys know how it is. Now you're like, oh crap, I got to get back ahead of the game now. <laughs> I got to do another one. Yeah. Now I got to make like another out. two or three. Just yeah. 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 So. Uh, let's see here. Kef R5. And then I've got a Kef Wireless 2, which I told you guys, I love that little speaker. I mean, it's not the greatest thing ever, but I just love it because it's so simple. 
you know, just airplay straight onto it, two power plugs, and you're done. You don't have to run a whole bunch of XLR cables and a bunch of nonsense. You can just go. Yeah. So I was kind of curious. I have this uh, OSD five-channel app that I'm pretty impressed with. Um, It runs cool, and, you know, I swapped out the... Is it Class AB or Class D, Joe? Class H. H, whatever the heck H. that is. Yeah. Class H. That's what oh. um, Emotiva uses Emotiva in their uses big ones. Yeah. Some of them, yeah. Probably made by the same company for all I know. Yeah. Who knows? But it, it's heavy. And um, I swapped out the Parasound A52 Plus. And that's a huge <gasps> difference in price. It's like one's <laughs> three Gs. The other one's like 700 something bucks, right? 800 bucks. What's yeah, the power? What are the, what are the power numbers on it? A 180, uh, 185, 180 times five yeah. at, at four ohms. Oh, at like four that. ohms. Okay. Yeah, one. I don't know, a little bit less at at eight ohms. I mean, it's it's decent. Um, but um, it was what, I guess my question was it one twenty? Yeah, I think one twenty and eight ohms, and maybe one eighty and four ohms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So you know, the other one is two hundred and fifty five at four ohms, the Parasound. Yeah. But right. I'm thinking to myself, like you guys, Michael and Aaron, you guys play with like those huge speakers, right? Like, yeah. at what point do I need more than what whatever, 180 watts? I'll be honest. The... It's, it, that's always a struggle with me because even when, like, typically all the speakers that I have owned were very sensitive. So they are easy to drive. You don't need thousands of watts to, to hit reference by any means. Mm-hmm. So I'm still kind of learning that and like, okay, is there really any value in having... Um, you know, 400 watt per channel kind so of. So your your JTR is they're 102 dB sensitive, right? Yeah, they're very sensitive, but they can also handle a thousand watts each or something like that. It's crazy. So it's like, at what point? I mean, like, when would you need that much? Is it? Mm. Does it help with lower volume? So when you're just chilling, you're getting all that, you know, mass all those dynamics. dynamics. I think it's you know, more for your for the headroom, basically, when you're know. amplifier. Uh-oh. How much you is got, that? We got the pro in the house. On, uh, we got the pro. Oh, what's up? We got the professional I, in there. Dude, two Uh-oh. more, and, and we're doing the Brady See? Bun. Brady Bun. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Move me. Move me now. I'm not going to be Alice. <laughs> you're, the center, you're the center square. <laughs> I, I, I'm leaving. I was talking just... about the OSD amp, Ike, and he pops in. Yeah, yeah, look at that. He's like, he's like oh, is DM? What? Yeah, that's right. I know I about that. One. I did a video you, unboxing that, of that. That, that was like There's a bat Ike. signal. All of a sudden, Ike just flies in. <laughs> I, I'm, I feel like I, I just I, walked into the wrong place. Front and center. You know you like it. So, so Ike, uh, no what did I tell you? I, I messaged you the uh, other day. I'm like, hey, man, I'm impressed with this yeah, thing. What the heck? Yesterday, right? Yeah. That's was last it yesterday? Night. We were talking about it, yeah. Yeah, the thing is, I'm impressed. So it's, I, I was asking, I asked you, like, when do I need more power than this? Like, this Aaron, like, honestly, is yeah. there a point that you would say is like, all right, because you, you know, Too much? our audio is a little different, right? Yeah. But, well, no, um, I mean, honestly, I'd say get whatever you can afford. But at some point, you start to run out of the purpose of it. Like, one thing is, how much can the speaker realistically take? Right. Right. Before you start running a compression, you thermally compress the speaker, and then it just starts giving up, and it don't have any more output anymore. Yeah, it's just going to depend on the speaker, you know. And, and the funny like thing is, actually, it's the, the it's the smaller speakers, right? Usually, the smaller speakers are the ones that are, uh, you know, four ohms and that need to get more power yeah. in order to play at a certain volume. 
The bigger speakers, can. like, yeah, but they can't. But the bigger speakers are the ones that don't really need that much help. At which point you're like, all right, I'm, I'm like, I'm at reference volume. I don't. Most people don't want to hear this stuff at reference. I don't. It's freaking loud. Reference? No, it's way too loud for me. It's fun for demos, but for yeah. like long term listening. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. I mean, you did a poll on your Youth Man crew, right? On Facebook, on the Youth yeah. Man crew uh, Facebook group, and I think the poll was like, "What volume do you listen?" And what was the winner? I think like between like minus fifteen and minus eleven uh, dB, something like that. I don't even know. I'll tell oh, you, when, when I was not at paying attention. House, That's your group, man. <laughs> <laughs> would, you, would you be surprised if I just, if I told you that I don't even remember posting that? Just, no, it no, might not I'm be you. It's probably one of the moderators. He's just chilling. Uh, like, yeah, you, what are our numbers today? He's like, what's yeah. our growth like? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You pay some like little teenager five uh, bucks a week to oh, <laughs> manage <so bad>. it. <laughs> no, really, the main reason why I created the group is because I get, well, you know, we get all these questions saying, hey, how do you do this? What do I do about this? What do I do about this? And I'm going, I physically can't answer everybody. And so I literally created the group so that I could point people to and say, hey, here's a group of people. Here's 2,000 people that could answer your question versus you waiting on me to answer your question, which isn't always going to happen. And so that's really the foundation of why I created the Youth Man Crew, um, simply just because of that. And so there's a lot of times I don't, I don't even have the time to be super, super active in it myself. It's just there as a resource for people so, you know, they could have a community of like-mindedness. Um, and we, we try to operate a lot different than some of the other groups. And the biggest thing is like, I just want to be positive. You know, I want it to be a reflection of kind of who I am and what I'm about. And so if you want to come in there and you just want to be nasty and mean and criticize everybody else, man, you can find another place. They're going to be like, you're welcome. Come on in. Yeah, literally. We, we just booted our, well, not our first person, but you know, sadly we had to kind of move somebody on, you know, was that hater Joe? No, uh. <laughs> no we, we were just, I mean, we were super nice. We just kind of, we're like, but after a while, it's like, okay, enough's enough, man. We've been dealing with this for like a year, two years, and it's like, this no, guy just keeps promoting the high yeah. price summit. This guy, nah, <laughs> get him out of here. Nah, as long promoting as it's positivity, man. If you want to, if you, you, you can praise anything, but man, just keep it positive, man. I got yeah, time so for when drama. I was at, at when I was at uh, Michael Youthman's house. I know we cranked it up pretty loud during the demo. Mm -hmm. I think we were at, what negative five, something like that, and it was. It was pretty loud, you know. Yeah, it, loud. That Monolith Eleven channel amp that you have is what two hundred watts per channel. That's two hundred by three, and then a hundred by eight. Right. Mm -hmm. So I mean, it was loud. It was, yeah. you know, but then again, some people can confuse loud with right. distortion too. So mm -hmm. um, you got to make sure that yeah. you know your it's, it's not your speakers distorting versus you know just the the amp giving out or the speakers giving out. So when we say reference in like minus 11, yeah. minus 10 dB, what, is this the what same? What SPL is that? You I guys are talking like negative 15 and stuff. Okay. So reference is supposed to be what? 85 with 20 dB peaks for mains and then up to 115 yeah. for sub, right? Whoa, yeah. whoa. You, what is you this asked guy? like as if you just said the answer right there. He's like, yeah. is it this? Well, I, I think or... that's what it is, right? Yeah. 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 Like, oh, like 85 to like 92. Oh, so man. is that at zero dB? When you guys talk about like See, reference like, to... Yeah, is that zero dB? Well, I guess on the a uh, on our AVR it says like zero, like oh fifteen, right? 
Look at this guy. Yeah, we're getting some crazy spammers. Yeah. Right now. yeah. I'm so, sorry. We should go too. Um, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> That's, good. That's kind of funny. This is stupid. Kind of funny. Why would you do that? Like, what's the point of yeah. this? Well, who, takes the who takes the time to like make a bot like let's write this? Yeah, yeah. It's so probably Aaron's Bonner bot something. <laughs> there's there's hey, another one. Uh, okay. Okay. It's Crutchfield coming back at you, Aaron. It is Crutchfield. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm just kidding, Crutchfield. I'll take the reins here for a second. So uh, while while you guys take care of that, um, Crutchfield, where was I at? Let me think about this for a second. Yeah, so I asked Crutchfield if they would want to like work with me and kind of partner with me. They don't have to pay me anything. But uh, but maybe just offer me some loaners and stuff, and uh, they shot that down. So if anybody out there happens to work for Audio Advice, I'm looking to maybe talk with them. Anybody, any companies like that that would be willing to work with me, just provide me loaners, and I'll do like, hey, this company is awesome and all that stuff. You don't have to pay me. I don't want affiliate links. Mm -hmm. I just want stuff I can I can play with. I'm getting all kinds of crap. You know, yeah, we need no. to, um, yeah. We need to, um, I think Kango's right. It's Dolby Labs venting their stress. <laughs> turn off all comments. It probably <laughs> is. Uh, well, we don't want to turn off all comments. I know. What, I know what we need to do. I'll, I'll do it um, after the show. We just need to. Um, I'll put filters on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put filters on for certain words, like what's happening here. Hide this user. Hey, I already hid that person. Why does it keep coming up? I don't know. I think we'd have to refresh to like show it gone or whatever. But no, yeah. I don't know. So, but yeah, back to your. Your thought there, Aaron. Um, yeah, my understanding is 85. So basically, when you run your calibration and your AVR, you know, you've got negative, and it depends on how you have it set up. By default, sometimes your AVR may say, like, um, say, I guess, zero to 99. So it's on yeah. a, like a numerical scale. Mm -hmm. well, I prefer to use kind of a, a relative scale, and that relativity is based off of reference so zero db would be reference and that would be like 85 up to what peaks of 105 i think okay is that right yeah i think that's right now you're supposed to be like 20 db swing your sub is different the sub right. is actually a lot higher i was talking to a friend of mine actually just probably last week and he was saying the sub is like 110 or 115 so it's actually higher um, yeah. than that but but yeah, so that's really what you're talking about. So when you think about that, if you've got it at zero dB and your system's calibrated to reference, that means that, I mean, you're hitting some pretty loud volume sustained throughout the, the thing. So I don't know. To me, that's pretty stinking loud. Yeah. I'm typically around like negative 10 when I watch yeah. a movie. Um, so I just think in terms of SPL because that's what I'm used to, you know. So I'm thinking like most people, when I polled last year or a little over a year ago, yeah. I asked, about how far away do you typically listen and about what volume? And the majority of people was like between 9 and 12 feet and about 85 dB was their average listening volume, not peak, but just yeah. average RMS, right? Yeah. So, and that kind of seems to fall in line, I think, with what that THX, or is it THX, somebody's spec. I guess maybe it's a yes, THX. Yeah, it's, THX. it's probably THX. Yeah. Joe, it, I think it was Aaron, not me, that did that poll. Because I don't was do it? a whole lot of polls. So. I did one on ABS no, for them. I did one on AVS for him, and that was way before Maybe I think I, I even knew who you guys were. Yeah, you probably did. Let's go look at it. Let's go. Let's know, go pull right? up your group. Oh, I can't even get into your group because you never accepted my request, man. because oh. you were the dude that we just recently banned, and I don't want to. You know what? <laughs> well, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Let's see. 
How loud? Hey, listen. Will that get me you, there? Did you answer all the questions? If you didn't, you're not getting in. That's bottom line. I can provide some like anecdotal. So I've never <laughs> actually why. measured the SPL. I think on reference. Um. So on the Yamaha, if I run YPOW, it will calibrate it at zero on its volume. I've never actually measured it. Granted, when I've measured it, um, like for like my own manual calibration, I'm usually like negative twenty. And that puts me at about like 85 to 88 dB. So if I had to guess, it is probably around like that, you know, 102, 105 mark. Yeah. Yeah. And I find most people don't listen as loud as they think they do. Like yeah. it, it turns out that a lot of people, when you give them an SPL you know, meter or you say, just use your phone and just check you know, it. They're like, it, oh, I thought I was listening at 100. It's so funny that you say that. It's, it's the same thing with videos. People are like, you're like, oh, this TV doesn't have a thousand nits. Yeah. Do you know what that looks like? Dude, it's blinding. <laughs> Blind dry. It's blinding. <laughs> like all these OLEDs only get up to 800. Yeah, that's fine. Right. That's In why it's crazy. Room, dude. You're not going to notice. And it's, it's crazy. Yeah. You see like some gaming monitors and TVs, they're like advertising, like we can hit that thousand. It's like if you sit in front of that thing, You'll be seeing sunspots in your eyes after. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I got that new gaming monitor, that forty-three inch Aorus that has HDR one thousand or whatever. Um, Is it an OLED? No, it's not. It's not. Okay. But um, it's uh, you know, I'm sitting four feet from it. I don't want a thousand nits blasting me. You know, four feet away. That's just gonna suck. Didn't you? Didn't you have a monitor? Remember that BM monitor that was two thousand nits? Bowel movement Weird. monitor. Yeah, the, your bowel movement. The BVM. The no, BVM. No, 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 no. I'm talking about that monitor that you had that was like, you used to get super hot. You don't remember? I don't know which one you're talking about, man. Oh, my goodness. What brand was it? I've the, the, There's so many TVs and monitors coming in through here. I don't, I don't know. Look. I don't know what's happening. Hold on. I got to I got to. Hey, Michael Wyckoff, what's going on? It's not a Vizio monitor, right? <laughs> where is it where is it, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> oh it was a port keys bm5 you never got that or you did oh oh i did have oh that monitor the little five inch monitor 2000 nits no? yeah it's like super nits. bright because it's i didn't, I didn't take it outside yeah so oh i don't God. know how hot did that thing get <laughs> it was it was pretty hot like pretty scary hot, hot? For a little while but like, like I, I was just like this shit is too small i need like a seven inch monitor so i returned it and yeah. got a seven inch monitor but brightness um, blah yeah too but small. so say, same thing so same thing with that like this thousand nits is this thing that people need their tv to have and it's just like reference level audio is just like well 105 db like pff, i get out of here you know even at 85 90 it's just like whoa you know I mean, not, not uh, if you're loud sustained if, yeah yeah, if you're, um, what do you call it? If you're, uh, you know, sitting five feet away, like, dude, get out of here. Get out of here. You are going to do some major damage. Yeah. I'm sitting 14 feet away, and, you know, and I'll, you know, I'll peak around, you know, 90, 92 if I'm like reviewing some speakers or whatever. Um, but it's not for, you know, hours at a time. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. I think but, people yeah. just like the idea of owning a thousand TV. You know, not necessarily that they want to enjoy everything that comes with it. You know, just feels and good that, to say, hey, just like you brag about your own OLED channel, the, the one that hits six, seven hundred needs. 840. <laughs> 840. 840 needs. Exactly. You see? And he's watching like 200 of it. 
Well, you know, exactly. you know, well, you know what's funny. So with the new Revon players, they actually have an HDR, um, you know, info screen. And so uh, a couple of movies uh, were mastered in 4000 nits. But the peak average is like 800 or 900 in the in the entire movie. Right. So it's just like, well, why was it mastered in 4000 nits? You know, uh, maybe they wanted like all that versatility for like, you know, you know, certain highlights in certain areas. But it didn't even break a thousand nits in the actual content, so I don't know. Hey, real quick, so, sorry, I, I know that um, you guys were talking about like the um, reference. I was busy trying to deal with this uh, this racist, sexist bot uh, yes. saying all kinds of crazy stuff. It was like saying like Bose yeah, we... is the best. It was saying like you know measurements <laughs> don't matter. All kinds oh of crazy God. stuff. It was, yeah, like, we had just coming up. I was like, yo, yo, had to had to edit that out. Crutchfield's the best. So, Crush <laughs> I'm so petty. I'm so petty. I'm sorry. I actually do like Crushville. I'm just change your name to Betty. I'm just super petty. Well, let me go ahead and, and focal. Never freaking call me back, even though I talked to the dude on the phone. And, I told uh, you. I told you dude. No, he said he said, Well, let me send me an email and I'll get to some I had about to have a meeting with this lady. I can't remember her name now. Um, and she's our head of whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Cool. They don't even reply. I've sent them two, and they didn't even bother to say. Sorry, we're not interested. All you got to do, manufacturers, when you've got a marketing team and it is your job to say yes or no to people, just reply and say no. That's just all you got to no. do. Just, just all you got to no. do is say no. Because otherwise, I'm going to hound you or I will find your speaker <laughs> by some other means. And or then I will blast you. And I will It's going to get out there. Whether you want to help it out or not, it's going to get out there. Just I want people to know that. And it infuriates me when people don't even reply and say no. So Aaron, Aaron hit me up, and he's oh. like, you have a connection at Focal. I'm like, yeah, but I mean, they don't ever answer. So They don't answer here's, me either. So oh. Here's the guy's phone number, the marketing manager's phone number. At, at least you got him on the phone. That's I called him, and he answered than probably, I got. Probably because he didn't recognize the number, and he was like, yeah, yeah, well, let me give you – I'm about to have a meeting with, again, this lady, and send me an email, and then I'll have her contact you. I sent an email immediately. He's probably like doing whatever. He's like, ah, I'm a, I'm in a, gotta go to the meeting. Let me. He was email eating. You, blah blah. <laughs> yep. Did he now, he's gonna, now he's gonna watch the podcast. And go, yeah, I ain't sending that middle square dude any. any nope. Anytime <laughs> yeah, soon. that's fine. That's fine because I, I will get I, it. I, I try rest, to say like assured. the craziest thing at the beginning. Like I'll call these companies. Like for, let's say for the Hi-Fi Summit, it'd be like, your company's gonna fail if you don't do this. And like what? Oh, hello. <laughs> you know, just say something wild, like, oh, I got your attention, huh? Yeah, well, I'm going to get their yeah, speaker. Right. Damn right. Somehow. I got a JBL M2 somebody brought me, so if I can get that, I can probably get just about anything at this point. Too funny. Mark Wilson, the answer is yes. I did notice that. Penny! Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so so was the conclusion that, like, reference is the same? Like, if we say minus 10 dB, if I go to Michael's and... I play minus 10 dB on your system, it should be about the same volume as mine, or is that it's not same. the case? That's the idea. Well, that's the thing that I don't get. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so there's got to be a calibration part, right? Because yeah. otherwise, we can all say we got two different AVRs, and you got your own amps, and you've got your own amps over here. Mm-hmm. All you, all the difference is I'm going to turn my gain up a little bit more. Now I've changed mm-hmm. the volume, right? Yeah. So the calibration part would be key. Well, yeah. otherwise, the, otherwise those numbers are meaningless. That's what I'm saying. If it's calibrated to reference and you're right, and auto calibration should do that. That's the goal of it. Right. Um, here's here's what's interesting. Is, so, Michael, what volume is the max on yours? Like, if you, what's the max that you can turn it up to? 
I've never gone above D like zero DB. I think you've it's never plus, gone. I think it's plus ten B, DB. Yeah. I think okay. So here's here's something interesting you. that you guys might find interesting is like, uh, if if I have some very low sensitivity speakers and I run Odyssey, it won't let me get to zero. Yeah. Have you seen that too, Shauna? Yeah. Like if I do all kinds of like oh, sometimes, well, think about I actually that. don't use that scale. I just do the zero to ninety nine. Oh. Yeah, I do too. Uh, but you got a wifey mode. Wow. But but or here's the thing, wifey mode. Yeah, no, totally. Because I'm like, yeah, keep it at seventy two. Right, oh, don't go past seventy five. That, no, that's, that's like why when I'm turning that, it up, it's I'm, saying it's going. The numbers are going the opposite direction. So I remember um, doing this thing where I was going back and forth with DTSX and just some regular stereo stuff. And the DTSX movie was capped at like 89. So I couldn't even get to 99. Right. And I was just like, what is going on? Why can't I get louder? And so it, the AVR's got some, you know, nannies on there, some babysitters. Um, I think it depends on. on, on, on Why would you make it like a 99 on your, on your AVR, though? Because it's in my living room. So when my kid or my wife is watching, I'm like, keep it between 65 and 72. No, if you I'm need saying, to go loud, I thought you were saying you went, you tried to go up to 99. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, no, that's where it goes. It goes, the top is 99. I, I, know so I tried to go goes. to 99. I don't know how well, bad that would sound. No, I no, think the problem is that that would, doesn't that change depending on the it's sensitivity so, of your speakers? I was going up and I wanted to go louder and I had hit the cap. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, why, why, why is this not going any louder? Because I wanted to hear more explosions. It was like, what was it? It was um, Lone Survivor. The first yeah. uh, 4K disc with DTSX. So I was just like, why can't it get louder? I'm like, this is messed up. <laughs> so, so think about this. When I calibrate, you know, when I had the Clips La Scalas and when I, I've got the JTRs now, the um, Odyssey uses the sets of trim levels to like negative 12 mm-hmm. every single time because it has to back it down because they're so sensitive that if it ran it at even near zero trim level, it'd be just way, way, way above. Well, you'd be 12 dB plus, um, you know, above reference. So um, so here's a I, – I put a video out I of – um, I put a video out of me testing the SVS – what was that? PB1000 Pro, and I was running some 16 hertz, like, sine waves through it, right? And it's just something I do. Like, I – I'm here to test out the entire subwoofer, including the driver, the amplifier, the DSP. I want to see where it limits. You know, is it going to allow me to blow it up? Like most of the time, they'll 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 back it off, right? And somebody commented like, "Oh, you're not supposed to be running test tones, like sine waves. Like sine waves are going to destroy the thing." I'm like, if it can't, it's rated to 17 hertz. If I can't, if it can't play in 16. Oh, right. That's a continuous wave, though. And I, I don't know. I've heard the same thing. Like, if you so, run, well, I guess what, well, I've what heard, do you think these, these companies wave. are doing when they're testing this thing? They're not playing music. They're running. Well, but if they run, run like a square wave, that's what I heard. Like, if well, you what, run what that, happens at the beginning, beginning of that one movie with the earthquake at the oh. beginning? It's that's a straight up edge of, edge of tomorrow. Yeah, but it's yeah. terrible. That's, that's exactly what that is. But I'm, I'm saying I mean, it's not like it's not going to happen in the movie. Yeah. It's funny that you say that because, like, you know, I know from creating bass sounds on a synthesizer, you use a square wave. So, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's like the that, that's like just, you go well, to the right, square wave. You know, going that's back to what you said earlier, that said it straight, but that's literally what is around out there on 
the internet. On the internet, yeah. Yeah. You know, is yeah. that, you know, if you run a, a sine wave or a square wave through a speaker long enough, you'll fry it. You know, because the voice right. goal maybe gets it's too so weird. I'm going to ask, I got to ask Aaron, is this, what's your take? Sine oh, waves are, no, are, are sine waves. He's like, there's a lot of shit happening. Yeah, wow. you guys are throwing a lot out there. Uh, yeah. You need to be on the, the side corner, man, that being uh, in the middle, you're like, who do I look at? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are, are continuous sine waves okay to run through a subwoofer? Because here's my reasoning, right? It's, yeah, it's yeah, not sure. like it's not sure. like um I have a sub, like a car audio sub, where you don't know what amplifier I'm running. I could be pumping mm -hmm. out way too much power for this yeah. sub and fry it. But I'm talking about mm -hmm. like a you know home theater subwoofer. They know what the driver is. They know what the power of the app is. Yeah. They have right. DSP. It might he tried to make it sound like I'm not allowed to run. Test stones like that. Ooh, that's, you're gonna fry it like uh, Villa Man did. I mean, you Can't. you could, but they should have like DSP limiting software built into it. Not software, but like firmware built into it, mm -hmm. to where it would keep the speaker from being blown. You know, I mean, but it just depends on the speaker. So, for example, if they're if they do have a limiter, well, first of mm -hmm. all, if they don't have a limiter, then eventually you're gonna fry the speaker if you just start drilling it, right? But mm -hmm. if they do have a limiter and the limiter is like, I don't know, very uh, optimistic or something like that, you know, it's just over limiting, then you're probably mm -hmm. never going to blow the speaker. If it does have a limiter and it's not quite optimistic for the abuse that it might take, mm -hmm. then you could fry the speaker. So there's a lot of, I don't know, but you should be fine. I mean, most well, of these companies... Whose fault would that be then? Whose fault would well, it be? Well, I, I don't know. I think it depends on like, if you're purposely trying to see how far it can go before you blow it up and then you blow it up... Mm. And it's beyond the capabilities that like most people would push. And by, by most people, I mean like at average use. Somebody you know what I'm saying? Like if you're purposely abusing it, that's different. <laughs> All right. So what if they're playing uh, the bass I Love You? Is that abusing? It's a song? I don't I don't think so. I think it's just, you know. That's a test. That's a track. There's a lot of. There's a lot I mean, of, I've, it, I've, it, I've it seen depends. tracks. Bass mechanic, if I'm running bass mechanic, is that okay? It's like 20 <laughs> cycles. What does the manufacturer say it can do? And if you're trying to like beat the snot out of it past that, then and you find out it doesn't go past that, then, hey, they told you. I'm running the IMAX test where the rocket ship goes up, and it's like, it's doing that for like 30 seconds. I mean, That shouldn't blow it. That's what I'm saying, though. The, my it whole point is like, they need to know yeah. that people are gonna they're gonna try to push their sub, right? They want to yeah, know no, what it can do. I, I think there's reasonable expectation from a manufacturer. Okay. So what is the what is the purpose of running 16 hertz for a minute? Well, like, what do you want to accomplish out of that? What am I trying to play? I mean, are just, you video? Are you I'm waiting for the whole question. Otherwise, I'm waiting for the whole question. All right. All right. Let's hear well, it. my question is like, what is like, what's your purpose behind just playing a 16 hertz sine wave? Are you well, wanting I, to see if it can, if you can feel it, if you can hear it, if you, yeah. if the sub smokes? What are you hoping or what well, are you here, wanting? To here's see? what I'm definitely not trying to do. Right. I'm definitely not trying to blow up the sub because I need to review the thing. Mm -hmm. Right. What kind of review? Yeah. I, do, I did an unboxing, took it in, I moved it, and then I blow it up. 
Okay. What do I get out of that? You get a bunch of views. I guess you would. It's on fire. You know, the fire department's coming out. You're getting some B-roll. But I don't think SVS is going to want to send out more subs. Like, dude, this guy just keeps blowing up our subs, making us look bad. That's not a great thing. All he does is, like, he plays plays testos to try to blow them up. You got the my SBS uh, subwoofer <laughs> review and what not to do when That's you buy right. one. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, I found Don't get it past here, otherwise you'll blow it up. Just look at Joe. Yeah. I mean, yeah. look, are there's enough information. That, my point is there's enough information. That people are going to see that? Yeah. Right, let me start. Are they concerned that people are going to see that and try to emulate what you did and blow up speakers and then their SBS is going to oh, be culpable oh, so for that? Maybe it's a liability thing? I don't know. Or maybe I, you I, need to have a disclaimer, Joe. Don't do not try this at home, kids. Professionals. Do not try. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Professionals. Professional. <laughs> Morning McFly, right. I guess. Controlled environment. In, in my mind, they have enough information to make sure that their subwoofer will yeah. not blow up. Well, I, I'll There's put enough it this information way. there. When I do a lot of my like CEA twenty ten testing, what I'll find is that the lower frequencies, you'll start seeing. So the clipper, what it does is it's Fits out a voltage and it, and it does it in steps it's from as low as I want it to to as high as I want it to. So let's, let's say it'll start off at like 0.1 volt and I want it to go up to one volt output RCA. Okay. So it'll go 0 0.1, 0 0.2, 0 0.3. It'll keep working up. And I'm watching the table of results. So here's my 0.1 down here and it builds up mm -hmm. to, to one up here. Well, on the low end, when you have limiting built in, you'll see that same like 110 dB at 0.1 volt and it'll be 110 dB, 110 dB, 110 dB because they've got a limiter built in to mm -hmm. where it's not going to go past a certain output no matter what you feed it yeah and that's what most I mean. of them should have that svs has that a monolith has that yeah yeah so they should have even the cheap like 150 dollars ones that i tested last year they all had that yeah 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 um you know the calf that i reviewed actually one thing i look for is how quickly can it do it right yeah. so of course a lot of times you'll hear audible distortion that goes along with it so you know to back it off too um and some of these are so fast that you never hear that. That's what's interesting too. Is like it never even allows you to hear the audible distortion. It's already it's already like yeah, lowering. It's it. immediate. Yeah, before yeah. it even gets to the before it, like so it's got to go run through the electronics. The electronics says, well, I know what I can do, and it can calculate the output. So it's like, mm -hmm. nope, cut this off, drop it. Yeah. Anyway, I I thought that was interesting, just from the standpoint of like you know I think a good manufacturer would take all these things into account because you don't know what somebody's going to do. I don't think what I'm doing is ridiculous. I'm tr I'm playing a 16 no. hertz test tone. I want to see if it can play 16 hertz. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, I mean, no. Like, that's not unfeasible at all. Like, John uh, is playing is playing instruments. What did you have that? The Moog? I had, <laughs> yeah, I had my Moog. <laughs> I remember that. Model D plugged yeah. right into the... Oh. <laughs> So I, I tell you guys, I, I did that for about 45 minutes and I was just nauseous afterward because like I'm standing right next to it. Right. And I'm just like completely making the woofer do all kinds of crazy stuff. And it, and it was all cool. But I was just like, oh, man. Oh, I just need to you get nauseous. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, dude, it was just high output and it was shaking the house for like a good. Yeah. Like 45 minutes straight because I was just playing all kinds of different notes right and yeah. then i got to the point where it was just clicking right you go low enough it gets to the clicks right mm -hmm. so it's too too low and man like those clicks would shake the crap out of the house like and it's just this too, 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 like it was real quick but it was just it was jarring it was jarring Andrew. but it was a lot of fun um 
you know, Joe is always saying, like, why are these rels only go to 24? So I went and played 20, 18, 15, 14, uh, the same way. To, yeah. You know, tone generator. I was like, oh, it plays. And different parts of the house shook yeah, at different sure. frequencies. And that's pretty much <laughs> what, what it was. I didn't think it was going to break it. I didn't feel like that was ever going to happen. When I do the um, frequency sweeps now, so I used to, I would do like uh, 15 to whatever, 200 or 150. So I do five to to there. So at five, my the door entrance door to my room, I mean, just completely goes when it goes from probably five to I don't know, fifteen, and then it then you start hearing it after that. It's pretty crazy. So talking about like you know what I'm saying like you were talking about stuff starts moving in your room. That's like real. So, yeah. How many of the rails do you have, Chana? I what do you mean? The you have the fifteen oh eights, right? Yeah, I have those. I have the nine X's and two here, of those, and I, got, and I got the ten O threes in storage. Um, yeah, because I was just curious because you know I have four of those, so I, I just I haven't placed, I haven't oh, played any dude, tones through. I, I I only I only run one of those things on. It's too much. Like my wife is always like, "Can you turn that down?" So I just turn <laughs> off the subwoofer, and then she's like, "That's still too much bass." So then I got to actually turn it down. So it's very annoying. So <laughs> you have four of them. Damn. Yeah, the room is uh 16 by 22. Okay. 17 by 22. So yeah, that's like my room. My room, my living room and dining area is 17 by 23. With that weird shaped um ceiling. So one one side the roof is at eight feet, the other side the roof is at 15 feet. So it's got so it's a big old slant. All yeah, right, because so. you know, like you said, the specs say they roll off at 21 hertz. So that's I was just curious. I haven't really put them to the test, you know. I, it'll play it. I don't know how, like, you know, how much punch, you know, they'll have at those lower registers. But I mean, those two pressurize my whole space. Like, the single PB 4000 could not. Mm. But, but again, that's like one versus two. But those two sit in the same spot as the one SVS because that thing's huge. That PB 4000 is pretty large. Yeah. So a few comments here about uh, square waves. You're a square. Continuous, <laughs> a continuous wave. You know what? Like that's the point of the vented pole piece and all these things is to keep it cool. I mean, if I were to design a driver, I would want to make sure that it can play for extended periods of time and be able to handle whatever you can throw at it. Yeah, you know? that's it the difference like between a good driver and a bad driver. And then you've got the then you've got the electronics built into it too. You know, so if the electronics let everything pass through then yeah, you're more likely to damage that subwoofer permanently from abuse, right? But if the electronics are looking at what's coming in and saying, nope, and they're filtering mm -hmm. some things out, then that subwoofer should last a long time. Again, I keep referencing, you know, those cheap $150 subwoofers that I tested. Those have built-in limiters because the manufacturers know that the people who are oh, more boy. likely to use those are going to just pound <laughs> on those things. They're just going to Can you imagine the number of warranty <laughs> failures they're going to deal with? Yeah, yeah nobody wants I mean, that. Yeah, they're the same guys that are going down the road and they they got their stereo cranked up and you can hear it's garbage, but they think it sounds good. Exactly, man, it's trash. So yeah, Playing that's yeah. the ones that are going to play those. Yeah, it seems to like yeah. a, a good way to sum it up is, but this doesn't just apply for it, obviously hi-fi gear, like any type of product. A manufacturer should be aware of its inherent capabilities and sure. its inherent limitations. Mm -hmm. As long as that's documented, then the rest is pretty much just on on you. Because again. Right. They don't know what your room is going to be. They don't know exactly what you could be playing on it, but they do know at least if 
core soon few things you know such as a continuous like test tone yeah what its max is and then should design the limit appropriately and right if they can't get one that works but they let you know then yeah. well i mean wasn't there that big old like hoopla about the nissan gtr that like you had to sign something that you would promise not to drive the car hard like no. because of like the transmission or something would blow out or some shit like that. Oh, wow. It's like really, like really That's crazy. But yeah, you gotta make. So then why, why buy that fucking thing? You know. But I mean, <laughs> if they're worried about that, how do they prove that that's what you actually did? I don't know. Because um, you made a video and you're weird. like, I saw your video, Joe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can't hide that one. Yes, SVS is right now re redoing their policy. They're watching this. I know. Like, we got to add that disclaimer right now because Joe's about to blow up half our subwoofers. They're going to make Joe put a deposit down. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, I think the, right. the word we're looking for is foolproof. Like, yep. like right now, yes, if you were to fool. take uh, like F O O L, not yeah, fool, fool, not a fool. <laughs> if you took some wires like on the back of your AVR and you plugged it into like you made the wires touch, that's like a stupid thing to do, right? What? Like, if you that's max it you out and then power. you did that, what, what's going to happen? It'll probably go into protection you're mode, supposed right? To bridge a lot of those channels. Yeah, there's that's <laughs> how you get more power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it has protection. <laughs> Against a lot of that stuff. It's a silly thing to do, but I'm, I'm sure somebody will do it. Like, yeah, I heard buy wiring, buy amping, and then let's just uh, let's just bridge this thing. And bridge I it. mean, imagine the number of calls the SBS got, you know, what was it, SBS or Monolith got mm -hmm. when you tested that six? Oh, what were you doing to it? Well, I was playing 16 hertz. Well, for how long? <laughs> About five hours. I was trying to get the lighting right while I recorded it, send it to my buddies. <laughs> well, Joe and Tail did it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, longest seriously is like okay, you know, I mean, 10, 10, 15 seconds just for the video, and then that's it. I don't want to hear it for any longer than that myself. The real question is how many speakers have y'all blown? There's a question. I, 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 I think the real question is now do we blown. really need to start having disclaimers on, puts on the video? Like, do we really need to do that? <laughs> I, I might burn, burn through a few tweeters, yeah. but. Uh, Maybe. Um, but I, I mean, is this a, an actual concern that we have to have like, oh, well, I saw this techno dad guy plug his keyboard into it and you, it was fine. I hope not. So I, I hope did not. that. Like, is this, is this the kind of world we're living in where people but, are that fucking stupid? I mean, think I, of all those car commercials. Stupid, but it, Go get a third party liability insurance or something, man. No, man. Think of all those car commercials that said like stunt professional driver do not, you know, and it's like people like jumping bridges and craps. Like, well, yeah. But they have to put that there because some numbskull, somebody did it or will do it. Yeah. So now that we're doing the great challenge, right? We're doing the great challenge. Yeah, which has been banned, apparently. That sounds crazy. Somebody's going to make a DIY clipple. You know what I mean? They'll be like, all you need is a spinning thing and a microphone. I'll just spin this thing. I'm just going to spin around it. Spin this needle. Around me. Around my body. print one. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just figure if if SVS had a problem with my testing or monolithed, they'd be the first one to call me like, yo, that's don't not do that. That's not good. Don't do that. <laughs> Look that's awesome. Says I teach remedial math to 18 year olds. People can be that stupid. That's right. <laughs> I expect them to be, actually. Oh, man. That's yeah, funny. why not? You gotta, there's a lot of different people here. We try to simplify, you know what I mean? Ah, uh, you guys having a good time? 
Yeah, man. Yeah, no, I'm having a good, myself. relaxing Thank you time. For, for I am. I really appreciate it. I'm surprised Thank it was you over. for having us. Yeah, man. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, that's pretty quick. Huh? Time flies. That's what she said. Hey, wow. Chana, real quick on that uh, new player you got. Uh huh. Does that uh does that play uh, B BDMV files or? No, it does not. It does not. It does oh, not. BDSM. And according to to the Revon and the PD people, they wanted to make the best disc player so the file playback is just a, a secondary kind of situation but you know mkv m2ts will play 4k hdr with all the immersive audio via network or you attach usb so hey chana yeah. i Yo. heard i saw on this forum that there's like this code that you can type in yeah i found it on a forum you can like seven six five three oh nine i just saw it on some forum yeah, it's so so I got in trouble. Not I, I I didn't get in trouble, but they didn't know that I was going to put that in the video about the players pretty much being a region free region player. Free. You just yeah. you go into settings and you type no, it's in 8765. It's just like a developers only are supposed to be able to Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Bro. This is this is, this is an easter egg. Yeah. This is yeah. an easter egg, right? <laughs> That's way more than an easter egg. So, um, I the only one that said that though. So uh, oddly get... enough, um, so they were like, hey, you know, the BDA, uh, Revon's going to get in trouble with the BDA if you could take that part out of your video. So I took it out, and they they have to expressly say it's a feature that people found out about on a forum. Hmm. And then they, they, they'll they know, be in the free and clear. So I took that part out of the video. And people are commenting still. They're like, hey, what happened to the part where uh, he's like, I saw it <laughs> the first, like, gone. week. And I'm like, oh, sorry, email me. And then How about the part where your video is now in, like, 720? Oh, that's what happened because I had yeah, to cut yeah, it yeah. out using the YouTube editor. Yeah, that's uh, what happened. I, did, I didn't delete the video and re-upload okay. it when it cut it out. You know, I've somebody never was like, tried that. Was this? I've never was tried this? that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's I've done it a few times. So if you do that, it actually does it reduce the, the quality? Well, it has to reprocess everything. Oh, okay. So it'll it'll get there eventually. So oh, whatever right. you you happen like, to catch yeah, it that's that's in that process, they'll have to re-encode it. So they'll do it based on the internal. Let me see. That makes sense. And sometimes it's kind of fast, and then sometimes it can take days. Yeah, it just depends. Right. Yeah, it's right. crazy. Um, I used I used to do that all the time with the, when I did the DJ streams on YouTube, and there would be one song that would get the whole stream blocked. You can just go in there and trim that song out. Nice. Okay. Um, yeah. I've never tried that. But, but like Aaron said, it could take like days. In a new video, but that kind of stinks because then it's like people start watching it. They're like, "Oh, I already right. saw this video," and they stop. Yeah. Yeah. YouTube, so like all that, all, all that's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so. How long ago did you do it, Chana? What's that? Did that did edit? It? How long did you do the edit? Oh, is it Days, still at seven twenty? It's still Max is seven twenty right now. Oh, then it's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me. What is his name? Sealed or vented sub? That's a good question, Chris. Thank you for the super chat. Sealed or vented sub sound different when driving to limits? Yeah, yeah, because you're it, not gonna have port chuffing. That's for sure. Yeah, Innately, the sealed and vented are gonna sound different. Um, whether it's the limits or even just normal volume. So to me, like, I don't know. It, I don't know if I've had a vented sub, but it, well, I guess all of them are, See, if they're ported, yeah, it's ported. still a vented sub. But when I think of vented, I'm thinking like the slot. Oh, yeah, like slot. No. Yeah, like a full on yeah. rectangular. Yeah. So, so what are the sound differences different. of the two at their limits? So sealed, what do you expect to hear? Mm -hmm. Kind of like probably well, just so like I can hitting you. the mechanical limit, no? Limit. Yeah. So the good thing about vented subs is the, the distortion is really low right at the tuning frequency, but below the tuning frequency, it skyrockets. Yeah. 
Yeah, like the distortion goes crazy high right right up below the tuning frequency. But with a sealed sub, you don't really have that. It will sealed anything. You don't really have that issue. So it's a more gradual overall. Whereas like, you know, if you're looking at a plot and you see that the THD will go bloop, right, right at the tuning frequency, maybe at 50 hertz or 30 hertz, and it goes and shoots like 100% after that. It's crazy. Um, so that would be one thing. So please correct air. me if I'm wrong. Is uh, When you have a ported enclosure, it's kind of acting like an air spring. So there is some... Right. resistance up to a certain point and then below that tuning frequency does it become like a free air like as if it wasn't in a box at all and just kind of like flopping uh, around with no resistance if it's, a, if it's a bad enclosure it can yeah mm. yeah okay so it just kind of depends on the design if they if they do it right then you don't really have those issues but like i said you start running into um to high levels of distortion below the tuning frequency of the port and the seal typically is has kind of like a almost like a built-in limiter because it's just a smooth roll off right 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 it's kind of like yeah. it's not gonna it's just not gonna play that sound that you want it to play if it's too low right yeah but the funny thing about sealed is like if you go low enough in frequency then the sealed has more output than the ported because the ported rolls off a lot more quickly mm. the sealed is is not as steep so at mm. some point and it's probably usually well below the point that it matters but at some point the sealed will actually have a little bit more output than the ported you want to hear something interesting. So, uh, Chris, I've always been against sealed subs in car audio. Like back in my car audio days, JL Audio, I had them in uh, ported. My friend had the same exact uh, W6s in a sealed, and it was just like, oh, you don't have the same low bass that I have. Like, we called them the wounded seals. Like, they're the seal. Like, they weren't hitting low bass. Wounded man. seals. They were the wounded seals, man. Oh, man. But. But nowadays, I'm starting to, I'm, I'm finding that I'm more impressed with the sealed subs because when you combine that with DSP, I feel like that's a great combo because then you have a small sub, you have a, it's controlled, you don't have that to worry about the port noise, and the DSP just kind of does its thing, you know. So I think yeah. that's actually a, it's a different game now, mm. and I think I like sealed. So I've, re I've reviewed a lot of sealed versus ported, but typically when I do that. It's like SVS will send me the uh, the very first time was the dual PB um, 16s, and I had at the same time dual SB 16s. Mm. So I had that all in my theater room, and um, to me, like for movies, holy cow, there's a violence that comes from like a PB 16 versus an SB 16. I mean, there's just a lot more output, but you you definitely feel it a whole lot more. And so, and I did the same thing with the uh, SVS SB3000 and the PB3000. Same thing. Music, I really liked the SB3000, but I wasn't real impressed with it for movies. Movies, the PB3000 was pretty awesome sub, especially for a really small enclosure. It wasn't until I went up to 418s that I'm like, okay, at this point, I don't need any more SPL. I don't need any more output. So yeah. the sealed version in big, large drivers, honestly, man, I'm a big fan. I mean, I really like that. Especially yeah, and you also way. have like uh, eight more inches of surface area. I, or sorry, yeah. diameter. Surface area is calculated yeah. differently. But yeah. you got it. So it's moving yeah. more air too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what I'm saying. I mean, I've got so much pressure in the room. I don't need ported at that point. But if I'm running like dual 12s, I would 100% prefer in my room having dual ported 12s and I would dual sealed 12s. So you actually ran out of SPL on, on the HTP one when you tested your JTRs, so, right? 
Oh, yes. Yeah. So the HTP one. Yeah. I got up to like max volume. I was trying to do compression testing and we just never hit it. And the HP HTP one was just kind of now what I didn't know is I could go into REW and you know, the number at the beginning where it's like, let's say negative 12 DB something. It's like four letters DB. I don't know. You guys can help me with that. I'm not super familiar, mm -hmm. but you can adjust that. And that would have given me more output. So that may have been, you know, I could have played with that, but I don't, I don't like messing with stuff that I don't know. Cause I'm not like Joe. I don't like just trying to get things to smoke. <laughs> oh, that's what, that's what I'm doing now. Huh? I'm just kidding. Man. <laughs> just kidding. And, and so here's the thing though. I know about your room. You've yeah. done enough measurements and you've shown like, you have that huge, My room sucks, uh, that huge it. suck out, right? At, at what, like forty or fifty hertz? Like it's, it's typically between. No matter where I put a subwoofer, if I do just a single subwoofer, uh -huh. no matter where I can put it on the front left, the center. Yeah. I've tried the front, you know, front right. I've done it in the back left, and that's about the only floor space I really have in my room. I'm just, yeah. it's not a lot of available floor space because my front cabinet's about four foot thick, and I got a riser. I got two rows of seating. So that eats up that that room. It's like minus thirty so, dB though, right? Like it's it's a it's huge huge, huge. So then, minus thirty so dB then, at like forty or fifty, right? Yeah, so here's the thing huge. that I want people to know is like your sub is actually making that sound. It's just that you you know you don't hear it in the right. listening position, right? So mm -hmm. it's playing oh. those notes. It's it's putting out that it's putting it out there. Yeah. Now maybe you're not hearing in your listening position. Though. I'm sure like <laughs> what if your neighbors like, what yeah. the <laughs> hell is yeah. going on? Yeah. At this yeah. time, this weird noise always happens over here. Yeah. Those, those uh, sound waves are very long. So, yeah. I, I mean, going back to what you were saying about the sealed versus ported, maybe your room has a, a lot to do with that. Well, yeah, right? you, you have less headroom, right? You you have less headroom with a uh, a sealed. And when you're talking about minus 30 dB at like 40 or 50 hertz, like the hertz. critical area. So here's what, that. Here's what so, I had to, to overcome that. I had to have two subs. Mm -hmm. And then using the mini DSP, I was able to get that flat down to five Hertz. So I can't do that with, um, you know, just putting a single sub on the floor in my room. It just will not happen. I'm going to have that crappy. I mean, you can go back to my oldest videos when I first started doing REW measurements and every one of them, the, the power sound audio, 36, um, 11, 36, 12, something like that. Dual 18s still had the little V. Um, in that same area. It's so crazy, man. So one thing I'm curious about is I've got some some really thick six inch bass traps from um, GIK. But what I'm learning is that's not going to affect. Now, I guess it would affect that 50 hertz range. Maybe. No, it's not even going to do that. Because I think you got to have like mm. six, six foot to be able I to. I think I know what range. it's causing yours, by the way. I don't I know. I think man. I have an it's idea. A standing what it's, wave. It's, yeah, but, yeah well, it's tell something that's canceled and, and stop it. <laughs> well, here's the thing: is, the reason yeah. I I'm, I laugh is because I test out I some of the same subs that you test out, and I'm like, what's wrong with this guy? Like, this thing is crazy. <laughs> why does he have so? Why does he have such huge speakers? This thing's already nuts. Like, two of these, and I'd be like, that's nuts. Lord, that's crazy. Yeah. Lord, yeah. Hey, your room has a huge. And we, oh my we, goodness, we preach that length forever. Of your room, yeah. Yeah, we preach that forever that your room really does matter. I think know? it's the the and subs being inside of the enclosure. The cabinet. So, I think that's now, what it is. But see, you totally missed the point. 
I told you, I put them out in the middle of the room. I've tried them in the back of the room. It doesn't Mm. matter where it's at in my room. I get that. Because think about this. The monolith was in the back left corner. Oh, yeah, it was. You could have put it It wasn't in the front. Have you hmm. tried to run that. a third sub? Uh, with like a base GTRs? monster. Wait a second. Needs. Wait a second. I've got it, Mike. You need a little baby subwoofer underneath I every eight, seat. I, no, I just I need a. I probably need a, yeah, Michael, probably need a sealed eighteen in the rear, and that could fill in that gap. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Actually, could you convert that visor you, I think to a if sub? You hooked up the monolith. Also, make the riser a sub. There it is. Make the riser a sub. Is well, there a calculation, Aaron, for that? Like, uh, 40, 50 hertz is where he's getting the bass suck out. Is there like some kind of like, oh, this yeah, is like, the length? Or something I think like that. Yeah. yeah. It just, it, you have to calculate the distance from the the speaker to, well, so if it's 40 hertz, what is that? 13, it just, yeah. Dude. It's very it's so weird. Weird. about what a 168. About 14 feet round trip, so about seven feet one way. But see, uh-huh. the thing is, it could be a sidewall, it could be the ceiling, mm-hmm. could be. You have that sliding potential. door, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, that, it could be anything. Door. But I've door. got, yeah, I've got a glass huh. door, but I've also got, um, you know, a thick curtain there. So I think that helps. But, but again, base is going to travel through that. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Is it that a ceiling thing? Because if he's saying I that it happens no matter where he puts it, yeah. maybe it's just the wall. Yeah, height. that would I've make got, sense. I've got ten foot ceilings. Ten. Yeah. Ten. Okay, that's pretty high. Well, it's a right? peak or a dip. It's a huge. Dip. It's a tunnel. <laughs> it's like a. It's like Grand It's a big old cut. Yeah. If I remember from yeah. those old videos, it's like it looks mostly flat, and then all of a sudden, that's just this. Yeah, it's just it's oh, soft, man. Yeah, it's it's nuts. That's what we need to get snoots lo- in honest, here. We need to get homeboy in here. I would love to figure it out. I would really do. But I, it again, it may be a limitation of the length and the width and the height of my room. So if it's a null, then it's nine point three seven five feet. Yeah. So what does that mean? Right. So is it's that about like feet. So that well, that's where the first null would appear. Is at about nine nine feet away at forty hertz. That's okay, so this guy. I'm nine feet. I'm nine feet from my screen. My yeah. eyes are, and then there's about four feet behind that to the front wall. Yeah. That's where my subs are. But I mean, technically, the subs are going to be about a foot behind that screen. So they're basically, um, the subs are probably ten foot from me. Yeah, there's a good calculator online somewhere. I remember. Uh, we'll have to look it up, maybe offline. But, but you again, want to look up like comb filtering. And okay, there's so what a do you do then? For it. Let's say his ceiling's that height. It's you're getting some kind of null. What what is there that you can possibly do? do? Yeah, what do you do? You don't do a dang thing. You get a different subwoofer and put it somewhere else to try to cancel. I'm dead serious, man. There's nothing else you can do. <laughs> exactly. Like add, right? like add another one. I need a four you would have to, you would have to put another subwoofer somewhere else to counteract that mode. Whatever yeah. wherever that and ideally wherever the reflection is that's causing that null, you would put the other subwoofer in that location. That's the ideal situation, but you're you're probably not going to be able to do that. So yeah, that's why staggered subwoofers and home audio are so good, and that's why staggered mid bass and car audio are so good. You know, you, like a raid, you want to put them in different places to kind of fill in the dips naturally. Yeah, that's the idea mm-hmm. behind it. Because both of yours are natural dips. No oh, natural well, dips. He's just he's just he's just <laughs> like sending so much power that it's just like it's just trying to he's just forcing it. Yeah, he's just forcing it in there. There's nothing it's you can do like about pure... the room modes. Not a thing. <laughs> in ceiling, you have to make you an in wall and install it right next to your to your seats. Michael, the way he's playing it right now is like because of there's a null that's happening. He's just making the walls move. 
It's just like, you know what? I'll just use the walls as subs. No, no. If you're going to mess around like that, I'll just make the walls and the ceiling all become subs. Just move to the next seat over. You'll be fine. That's hilarious. Or what if if it's the mother-in-law seat? What if that one is where everyone works perfectly? Her brain brain is all jacked up. (laughs) Last question. Is there a place in your house where that 40 or 50 hertz is sounding crazy? Like your wife's like, yep. Oh my oh. God! It sounds nuts over here. I mean, hey, so, the, here I'll show you this. Because so. I'm wondering if, in like, in REW, you're like bumping that up to try to make it, you know, by evening oh, it oh, out. Yeah. It's actually super bumped up. Yeah, I'm sure you somewhere can't in the room, like about oh. an acoustic knoll. Oh my! God. When, when you have like an acoustic knoll like that, you can dump as much power as you wanted to. You're, you're not going to change. That's anything. what he's doing, though. See, he he he, he uses DSP and just like fills it in and just ma- those subs fine. are just. Yeah. So what happened is. In a nutshell, what what we've had to do is cut enough, like where the suck out is or where the 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 null is. Oh yeah, to reduce that. So the good thing is my subwoofers have so much headroom uh-huh. that I can reduce that, and I still get ridiculous output. And that's the way I'm able. To, like that's that's why I made the video that the mini DSP in my room complete game changer. Because before show the that, before was, show the before one oh, if you God. have it. Just so Aaron knows what's going on, it's crazy. So yeah, even you though you're flat, you're cutting crawl. out the rest. Oh, yeah, do, do the subwoofer for crawl. Just do the subwoofer for crawl. Put your subwoofer you in your seated position and crawl around oh, yeah, the room. 200, 200 and walk around it. Crawl that. Yeah, you got this. You need to put that thing on casters, bro. You got. You got it. You know, actually, you could just take a really no joke. You could take like a single ten inch sealed subwoofer and put it in that seat. Oh, All you yeah. need something is just ignite the that mode. Fifty. If you if you really want to go through the trouble of like trying to find where the problem is and where to place on the subwoofer strategically, or or as an alternative, you could take that single tenant subwoofer once you find where where the null is coming from, and then put that single tenant subwoofer band pass it at eighty uh, forty hertz on your mini DSP and just have it fill in that null. So I just and you'll never hear the difference if you got it yeah. phase corrected enough. Watch, you'll see. You have Don't the other you one. You still have those, to, have those uh, like, what 3,000 minis? You can try it with that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have those. Those went back a long time ago. I tell you, man, in car audio, nothing scares me in home audio anymore. Car audio is a, is a beast. Oh, you know what it is, Joe? So it's yeah. in the video. Because oh. what I, here's what I do. Instead of showing screenshots of REW, I literally put my camera up. And I show it on the screen, and so I just mm. zoom into my screen and show it like live. That way, which, I can talk. Which so video was it? The, it's the last video on the uh, monolith. I mean, that's one of them. If that's monolith. What okay. Yeah, I mean that'll show the dip. You know, okay, so let me, me when I dip, you dip, we dip. Yeah. All right, hey. there we go. Share. Like I said, man, I would, dude, I would love to figure that out. Um, I mean, in Potogo, Michael, man, you need to fly over to my house, man. He says 40 hertz is pretty Oops. easy. So I'm hoping he's thinking about like fixing that. Or Uh-oh. maybe getting <laughs> Michael's got, a, another he's sub he's got a trick. Corner. He's got a 40, yeah, 40 hertz and, trick. And again, for you. I don't know. So it'd be hard to for me to mix that ported sub, like the monolith, with two sealed subs up front. I mean, I know you can do it, but I don't think it's ideal. Yeah. So that's like pretty much with nothing. That's just straight up measurement oh, of, of one subwoofer in the back left corner. Oh, 50 hertz. Oh, that hurts. Yeah. 
Ouch. And this one too. Well, here's the thing. So that one over there on the right, that 80, that's not to me that bad because it's so narrow. It's so yeah, it's so narrow. Yeah. But here's I mean, the question. Like, when you so is that from the subs that are up front, right? I mean, all your subs are up no, front. No, 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 this, no. this is a single subwoofer in okay. the back left corner. Okay. So all you, right. If you back up, you'll see where I put the monolith sub. That's fine. Uh, the, my question is when you if you were to take like a signal generator and just generate the tones, because right. you're probably not really going to hear it music, can you hear it pull to that sub? Because I would be surprised if you couldn't hear it pull to that sub. What do you mean hear it pull to that like, sub? Like hear the sound go from like, I hear everything in front of me and everything sounds like it's anchored up front, but now I hear that sub pull right to the back as I get closer to that 90 hertz. Does that make sense what I'm saying? When you reach that null frequency, usually right. what you hear is that out of phase element and you'll right. hear that speaker Almost like if you take okay. two speakers and you That's flip the polarity, the sound goes straight to the speakers. Gotcha. It's kind of the same thing. Right. Yeah, so see the same thing? It gets crazy. 32, what's that? That one's even worse. That was like 30 to 70 hertz. Man. Yeah. That I is nuts. Some, I get some funky, <laughs> funky stuff, man. If I were you, I'd just burn it down, start all over. <laughs> but trust me, I wish I could. But this is here, here's There's the something buried in your foundation. You, man, you gotta go do here, Here's the reality. If you think about it, this is why I'm such a big advocate of measurements. Because think about it, for the longest time, I just I had subwoofers. I'm like, man, it sounds awesome in here. And I loved it. Yeah. But I'm missing part of the the puzzle. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, you, part of part of that frequency response is gone, and I think, yeah. oh man, this thing's cranking. I'm jamming, but right? It's because I'm I'm hearing, um, you know, certain frequencies that are great, but then I'm missing out on those other frequencies. You That's know, a perfect case of ignorance is bliss, and I'm not yeah. even kidding. Yeah, yeah I mean, it really real. is. Hundred percent. Because now so, that you know, you're like, oh my god, I got to fix this because you know yeah. it shouldn't sound like that. So when I when I first got this and a friend of mine, I had to have help. I went through a couple of videos and and I I did an okay job. And then I talked to a friend of mine in in uh, Wisconsin and he said, "Man, I can dial into your computer. We'll we'll get this thing set up right." I went, "Let's do it." So we spent four hours just trying a bunch of different things. We tried positioning of the subs, turn mm -hmm. them sideways, all kinds of things. And he really really got it dialed in, and that was the that frequency response that we saw. That's right. about as best as I can get in my room, which is pretty good. I can deal with that, that funkiness, man. So just throwing <laughs> a subwoofer in there, running auto calibration, going, man, this is good. It's not good. And that's what yeah. a lot of people, I think, don't realize. Um, yep. They're hearing bass. Yeah, look, subscribe. Unless you literally see what's going on, you know. Yeah. Look at there, man. Got a new oh. subscriber from uh, Daily Hi-Fi. Nice. Uh oh. Man. Nice. That. That's legit. All right. Well, five dollars is in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting stuff. I just wanted to relax today yeah. and just hang out with you guys. Dude, I really enjoyed having you guys on. Oh, the thanks show. for having me on. It's always it, good man. seeing Thank you guys. You. So, and for those yeah. of you that are wondering, like these are some of our patrons, man. These guys are hang out with us every week after, uh, kind of the after hour show. The what do we call it? The after show? Yeah. After, yeah, after show. party. Yeah, it's the party. It's where after it's happening. So if you want to become a patron, man, we've got the link right there. We'd love to have you become a patron. Um, and uh, just come hang out with us, man. We do this literally every single week after the daily hi-fi show. And we just hang out. We talk about your setups. We talk about life. We talk about some crazy stuff that Chana usually brings up. But, you know, <laughs> just saying, I'm just saying. Why does it always got to be me? 
Why got to be all that? Is you? Because it always is you. Does Youth Man bring that stuff up? No. You have an exciting life. We don't. We live vicariously through Chana. Oh, uh, he's just—he's always just showing us like injuries. Yeah, Michael's just yeah. hey, check out this crazy. Yeah, he's like injuries. Half her ear. Yeah, this guy on the parkway today flipped me off. So check out what I did to him. <laughs> well, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to head over to the after show. So all those that are patrons, uh, we will see you there in just a few minutes. And all of those that aren't patrons, you should go over to patreon.com slash daily hi-fi and make sure you sign up as a patron and get access to the after to show. And look, to me, these guys are here, our patrons. Thank you again so They're much. here on the show. Really appreciate yeah, the invite. yeah, thanks, Don, Ike, and Dan for hanging out. Tom. Okay, no. You had it right the first time. I'm, 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 I'm one and one. Tom, I got, got it, it right man. once, got it wrong once. No problem, Shana. <laughs> All good. Ah, so, yeah. Go to Shana. Go to Shana, man. <laughs> <laughs> I've been teased all my life about my name. It's all good. I'm I'm with you there, buddy. Um, but yeah, so uh, we do this every 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Monday. So make sure you mark your calendars. Of course, subscribe up to the Daily Hi-Fi YouTube channel so you guys get notified when we go live and all that good stuff. And uh, until next week, we will see you next time. Peace. The best astro in the world.